swords with handle art to spar trolls and charge tolls to cross roads where bandits are. Catacombs and giant doors protect the chests and stores and legendary items with the dragon bones and iron It's ore. a grand theft of Elder Scrolls, Simon's quest with Toe and Earl, rocket shoes to every crew, Easter eggs and gaming news. The POTUS need some bad dudes to crash a crew like Bandicoot. All shit and gaming and glitch control issues. Control issues. Yes, yes, y'all. Yes, y'all. Yes, yes y'all. y'all. Well, this is Control Issues. I am the AMC. And this is A Dub. You can find us at control issues.com. That dash is a hyphen, not a word. So make sure you're putting it in right. There's thousands of you out there, but I know there are millions more. You're probably just putting the, the website in wrong. Control with the dash issues.com. Also, go to your podcast provider, wherever that may be and look for control issues no dash no hyphen and yeah subscribe to it rate it review it download it share it with your mother she loves video games she just doesn't know and also go on over to twitch.tv slash control issues pod where we put up gameplay videos for your viewing pleasure lastly fly on over to twitter my control issues is the handle amc how you living living well everybody's nice and healthy so that is good on the home front Went out, took Theo out for trick or treating on Monday. Yes. What were you dressed as? Uh, I didn't. I didn't dress up. Um, God damn it! Yeah. Don't lose your dinosaur, MC. Yeah, I know. (laughs) You gotta gotta protect your dinosaur. Yeah, exactly. Um, Nah, Marissa was feeling ill, so it's kind of like a last minute thing. She was like, "All right, I'm gonna stay home with Naomi, and then uh, you, you and Theo do the the daddy son trick or treating." So I was like, "All right, let's do that." bet and so i took him out he was iron man he got yes he got his candy he was loving it he was making me so proud say trick-or-treat and happy halloween to all the people that's right Uh, just so proud of his haul (laughs) at the end of the night like he just like didn't even want to eat the candy which is great he didn't want to even eat it he just wanted to look at it and then like went to bed just with a smile on his face and then, my treasure yeah, yeah. <laughs> exactly just his, his precious he, he ate it all the later that week he, he went through all of it didn't eat like lunch or dinner just ate oh food. jesus yeah, christ he, well get all them little baby teeth though yeah exactly <laughs> um, any any uh everlasting gobstoppers in that hall um, I don't think so. I think he got he got the usual. He got like the sweetest fish, sweetest fish, sweetest fish. Yeah, the sweetest fishes. The uh, you know, Skittles. And he like he grabs some sour patch kids. I was like, I don't think he want those. But he was like, I like the packaging, so I want that. And then, oh. he, ate it, and then he didn't want them. Um, did you eat them? Yeah, of course I did. <laughs> Daddy the likes dad, the sour patch the, the dad tags. <laughs> yeah um yeah so he got all this stuff he enjoyed it this is like the first halloween where like like he he enjoyed it last year but it was kind of like a like he just like you know i took him we all took him out and then like he's just like 
what who are all these people it was like on like the tail end of i mean we're still in the pandemic technically but we're out of the pandemic so it was at the tail end of the pandemic and so he was just like what is this halloween thing and who are all these people and everybody's dressed up this is crazy but this year he was like the day of like i can't wait when are we going out is the sun down enough for us to go out like he was <laughs> he was all about it and so re- getting to relive my joy of halloween through him was very awesome but a dub, how was your week? Same old same, man. Just staying in my routines, trying to get my my motivation and my drive back to continue to better myself and become the best I can be. Um, playing games, got that. Uh, oh man, yeah. I I wanted it as soon as it was revealed, but that price tag was a little too steep birthday came around i was like hey it'd be nice if i could get this never asked for anything for my birthday and didn't technically didn't ask for it i just put out the suggestion uh so parents gave me most of the money for it and then got that that inflation credit from the state government and that pretty much just took care of it so a dub ordered the ultimate collector series star wars razor crest lego set yes yeah over 6,000 pieces. I, I've i only ever dealt with sets that are at most in the 1,500 range. So this is a milestone for me in my relationship with the brick because it's the biggest set. It's the most expensive set I've ever bought. And luckily for me, it's something that I I really adore because in the Mandalorian, like I, every time I watch it, I was like, oh, I just love that ship, those giant engines, that that form factor. There's <laughs> everything about it oozed cool. It was like it was like a it was like a hot rod in a way. It was just harkened to my my car guy nature. So yeah, uh initially Lego had put out it was a smaller set, like a fifteen, a thousand or a fifteen hundred piece razor crest set. And that one was much cheaper because it's far fewer pieces and it sold out pretty rapidly. It was around the time when people, after they realized they could scalp consoles and sell them online, it was like, oh, we could do this with everything. So then they started buying up like all the graphics cards, the Lego sets, the Funko Pops, <laughs> like everything was popping up on StockX when it used to just be primarily sneakers and apparel. But yeah, man, got this one. And going to save it for winter break. So that's coming up. Going to have a couple weeks. I'm going to marathon both seasons of The Mandalorian while I'm building it. Going to make sure that I have something nice to drink, keep my buzz tight. <laughs> you know, just really take my time with it. It's been the 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 one thing that's kind of making me a little apprehensive is because of the numbered bag system. I'm not really a fan of that. I come from the era where you just dumped it all out and dug through the the mountain of pieces looking for just that one piece mm-hmm. that's going to move you forward and like making the thing making the thing that way but at the same token it's over 6000 pieces like for one if i were to dump all that in a pile i need some kind of bucket or a bowl and that's not conducive to being able to search through and look for everything so going to be using the going to be going by the numbered bag system you know <laughs> I'm sure it'll be dope. I'm just looking most forward to getting to those engines and piecing those together and seeing how the the engineering on the inside is made to hold it together on the outside. So yeah, that that's a big thing for me. And, uh, I, I might I might upload some photos. 
<laughs> put them on the Twitter so you guys can see my control issues. You know what it is. But yeah, that's it for me. Hell yeah. Well, outside of building monstrosities that can be flowing around the galaxy, what have you been playing, A-Dub? Oh, man. Played a little bit of Overwatch. And I'll let you I'll let you bring that up. Uh, but primarily, I've been playing nothing but Dismantle. Just that game is incredibly addicting. It's right up my alley. It's that like infected zombie survival, open world survival kind of deal. Has builder mechanics and just so many mechanics, uh, RPG elements, perks, leveling, cooking for permanent upgrades and yes. healing, of course. Yes. Yes. Yeah, like once you once you make the recipe, you get the permanent upgrade. And the next time you make it, you get some amount of hit points back. So that's what's going on there. Got my perks, crafting. I, I built just about everything, although I just got some new blueprints for like different kinds of turrets and defenses for the so I can unlock the the shelters and get rare components that help me build more shit. So that I can better defend, you know, it goes. But yeah, doing that, I'm just pushing as much as I can for this game to be over. I wanted to be done with it by now, or at least I thought I would be. However, when I finally got all the fuel cells and went to the ship, I put all the fuel cells in, tried to get in the ship. The ship teleported to another launch pad in some part of the map I hadn't explored yet. So then I had to go do that, and that was a labyrinthine pathway to try to navigate. It just it it was such a long path to the transmitter before I could upload the the deadly transmission that prevents the enemies from respawning. It it the survival kind of horror aspect started to creep in because it was like I'm hurt, I'm out of bandages, I don't see a campfire. <laughs> like there's there's two big enemies guarding that door, and there's a turret on the other side. Like how am I going to do this? But I figured it out, and I got to where I needed to be. Now I have the ship again but I have to defend it from waves of enemies while I fix the broken engine so that I can finally get the fuck out. (laughs) That's what's going on with me. Like it dismantle. It's fantastic. I'm loving it. I might come back to it to try to clear out all the threats in a given area so that you can then you can get the Ascension level, which brings all the enemies back, but they're tougher and get better. So I want to get into that. However, I just want to finish the game at this point. I'm enjoying it, loving it, but it's time to put it to bed. However, AMC, what have you been playing? I have been... Well, you know, I did play two games, but I'm not going to really talk about the second one because I played it for about like 30 minutes, and that would be Astro Chain because ultimately (laughs) everything is all about Overwatch 2 right now. Mm. Um, Yeah, I went through pretty much... The majority of the week running as Lucio, just developing my my nuisance Lucio playstyle on top of you know my normal strategy and just enjoying all the benefits of that. Jumped on well, actually before jumping on with you, I was like, ah, you know what? It's time to start like trying out some uh, different characters other than Lucio and Mercy, pretty much at this point. And so I was gonna try out like maybe an offense or a defensive, but then it just you know, just drew me right back to support. Start looking at the other characters. I played with Baptiste. Um, tried a little Kiriko in the past, but couldn't really, you know, get get the feel of like her healing style to really like make her uh like a primary healer for a team without like say a Lucio or a Mercy or, or a Mercy around. 
Um, and after looking at everybody, then I, I kind of landed on Mora and it's, and it's like, I tried her in the past, but never really got into her character and then came up with just against a ton of just badass Moras. Like there is the time last week where we were playing kind of handling business. Amora gets behind the lines and somehow like takes like two or three of us out and we're just like, what the fuck? Yeah. Um, and so yeah, there's just noticing like I'd come up against like some pretty badass Moras. So it's like, you know, let me just give Mora a, a shot right now. I'll see, see what, see what's going on there with that character. And I had about like two good games. And as I played with one, I, I just noticed like I'm up doing pretty good. And I was looking at my points <laughs> And I was like, oh, it's on par with like the Mercy and the Lucio. So I'm healing as much as them and I'm actually doing pretty well. And um, so really started getting good. Then we play together, but that one I ran predominantly as Lucio because I, I wanted to win those competitive matches and just come with like my A game. And then after we're done, uh, the next day, hop back on. And, you know, we had a, we had a pretty good time playing, but, you know, I, we, I hop on, about to play some Lucio. I was like, you know, I'm going to try some more real quick. Like, I liked it last night. Um, let me give her a sh- another shot. And, and I, you know, I'm just handling absolute business. Like, it, it's it's insane. Like, some of it's probably just part of just playing the game to this point and knowing the game. And so now I kind of just have a feel for it and can start, like, quickly adapting to different characters and their play styles based on just the knowledge of the game and, like, knowing the maps and all that stuff, that entry-level stuff that you just get out of the way. Um so yeah, like I uh, started playing with her, noticing like, all right, I'm getting pretty good with the 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 healing, but now I'm noticing my kill count is going up. Lucio, it was kind of always like, you know, like what middling, if not like pretty low, because you're more of just like getting those pot shots off, but you're not really taking down a ton of people with Lucio. Uh, it's more about like just being evasive, healing your team and fucking people up, but then letting your team kind of take them down or picking off like the squishies. Knocking people off the edge of the map. Yeah, exactly. It's that. It's all about that push with Lucio. Like even Marissa, like when I was started playing Mario, she's like, "Yeah, I mean, like the big thing with Lucio is that push ability is just so so devastating." And I'm like, "Yeah, it's it's very good for definitely like shifting people, getting people out of positions." Um, and then with Mercy, yeah, you're not getting a ton of kills at all because it's, you have to switch between the weapons, and it's that whole thing. Uh, anyways, and then so both Mara, I notice I'm getting kills. Then I'm noticing I'm getting. The most the most kills on my teams and getting the highest like healing points <laughs> and that's not healing myself like say like a roadhog like healing the homies so I'm like all right all right I'm seasoned here and then next thing you know is the what I need to focus on was then being able to to die less often and really starting to pay attention to that evasive phase attack that she has and once I really got that going and realizing that. Not only am I, you know, able to kind of just phase away, but the fact that I can disappear and then use that as an advantage because you're literally just disappearing. Like <laughs> you yeah. phase and they lost sight of you. And so and it's a pretty you get a pretty good distance with that. And so I can phase and literally just be around the corner or be behind an enemy or behind a wall. And so you really can utilize that, disappear let that and it's a, a pretty quick cooldown so you just like get there get your shit together real quick and then by the time you're going back out there to attack again your phase is already back it has she has really good distance on her attack which is like that that life-sucking life-sucking ability um and so you can just really like pick off like the squishies that way and then being able to send that orb one to heal your homies but using it that was like the next level was using it as an attack as i'm you know 
sapping the life out of the people just doubles that attack and then also it's really useful for when you're going up and say like against a sigma and, or reinhardt because it the orb goes through the shield and <laughs> so you just Ooh. send it through the shield and then it just starts uh zapping reinhardt or sigma now with diva diva just absorbs the ball it makes it go away so uh you have to keep that in mind so yeah like once when diva shows up i actually have to wait for her to put down the shields and then right when that that cooldown starts up i send out the ball and then just start fucking her up with it but yeah, um, diva i've been learning to be more precise with that shield to just oh there's the ball eat it <laughs> yeah it just absorbs all attack it's amazing um <laughs> uh, so yeah uh yeah i i that's that's another thing too just play with you in that diva i mean when, when you're ready to to bring out that diva a dub anytime like get that shit going and competitive and, uh, and just dominate i love playing this diva. it's <laughs> so good but yeah I, I i gotta learn how to play other players i'm getting tight with sojourn this mm-hmm. can't be too aggressive Unless you're on point with your shots, it's that that damn cannon is. I guess for the amount of power and the size of that clip, there had to be some disadvantage, which is that it's not a hit scan weapon. So the bullets are traveling to the target. You got to lead them the further away they are, or just bathe an area in case they're bunny hopping, and switching from side to side. It's like, all right, you got a little bullet hell on your hands. <laughs> like do that then. Yeah, and so how does it work? With it's uh you unload a clip and the final shot is just a boosted shot or what's that charge shot that she has that's not the special as you as you hit you build up energy and once that energy hits 100 you can shoot the rail shot and you get that energy pretty quick like i can let off a rail shot every few successful like just a Ah. Yeah, because I've, I've been dropped by a couple of those. <laughs> it's like fuck. <laughs> like when, when I see it in the kill, the kill cam, I'm like, oh damn! Like that thing is pretty devastating, especially yeah. on, like a support character. The rail cannon will eat like anywhere from a third to half of their energy. Like, yeah, easy. So if you <laughs> if you butter them up real good with that cannon to build the energy, and then when they think they're being evasive after they notice they're being shot, you just hit them with that. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. Um, yeah. So really enjoying Overwatch 2. Really enjoying Moira. So I can't wait for the next time we get our next session going because I'm going to be breaking out Moira. So I want to see how that impacts our our next competitive foray. Um, but yeah, I feel like I feel the progression, A-Dub. I feel like we're, we won our first competitive match of that night. And then yes. um, the things got a little weird with the, the server <laughs> dropping and stuff like that. The server um, dropping, the, the dude who didn't want to move. Yeah. <laughs> Just, just just standing there and like yeah and of course like you just get off to a bad start because it was it happened to be one of those where we had to defend and so you need everybody to set up at the very beginning to you know to spawn camp at the at the start of the map and we're we're down we're short a person and so they just get off a you know they get that momentum going and then we have to recover from there so that was unfortunate but yeah no we were oh my god like, I think somebody was playing a tracer, but they just weren't in the game. Yeah. <laughs> just dying. Yeah. Um, if yeah, they so were I, just somewhat productive, we would win. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, uh, I can't wait to break mm-hmm. out Mora for our next play session and, um, yeah, see what you have to offer, A Dub. But let's get into these topics of the week. Topics of the week. What you got, A Dub? Well, 
since we're since we're coming back in the game like this, I'm gonna go ahead and start big. We got PSVR two news, 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 news. Yes, we we've got a release date, we got price, we got specs, we got everything you need. But I'm gonna just give you the stuff that matters. It's gonna be released February twenty second, twenty twenty three, for five forty nine ninety nine. <laughs> Pre-orders will be up November fifteenth. So if you're listening to this message, you got a few days to get your affairs in order to to sell a kidney to cheat on your wife to make some extra cash on the side do what you got to do <laughs> get your money up because psvr2 is coming and in addition to that it appears to also be launching with an horizon and horizon oh, this is too much cold air a horizon call of the mountain button so that's pretty dope that already signifies that the game is going to be a launch title for psvr2 it's going to be awesome amc how do you feel about this review? Um, yeah, seems like in line with what I imagined this is going to cost. You, you figured it wasn't going to be cheap. And then with, um, you know, with inflation and, and more to come there and everything um, that that's impacted Sony, you know, having to raise the prices of the PS5 in certain markets. Um, you imagine it was going to it wasn't going to they weren't going to be able to just sell this at a complete and devastating loss to the company in order to just make it, you know, more easily accessible to the market. But once again, I feel like PSVR two is for a specific audience and, you know, just looking at the other headsets out there, I believe was it the, the, the meta quest, they actually raised the price of it, which is like kind of a big deal because people are like, well, they're, they're raising the prices. They're raising the price of these headsets. But, but it's just, wireless AMC. Yeah. Play on its own. It goes yeah. into a PC. <laughs> yeah, exactly. But like, yeah, showing that like, you know, Meta was raising the price of their VR headsets. It seemed like it was going to be a sign that Sony wasn't going to be able to just take an L on this one as far as like the price of the the hardware in order to just make up all the, you know, all the money in the, um, in the software as far as like the games that they were going to release along with it. So it makes, it makes sense um, from where I stand on a personal level. I'm, I, 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 I'm not too interested in getting the PSVR two. Um, I am totally down to play it. If you get it, a dub <laughs> to try it out. Um, Feel free. So, Feel free. Yeah. So, um, but yeah, uh, if anything, looking at the value of this, that definitely makes it a, a premium piece of hardware and not just something that like oh i have a playstation well i'm gonna just buy the equivalent in value <laughs> of a, of the playstation and uh add-on content and so yeah but um i think the people who get this by all accounts with the specs and everything that they have to offer and you know just seeing some of the games that they plan to bring um i think they have something to look forward to where do you stay on this the price the, the release date uh, well, February just stacking up, <laughs> but yeah, keep uh, it going. I mean, the price I completely understand. You want a premium product, you're going to have to pay a premium price. There's no way around it, and, which is kind of weird for people who are complaining both about the price and about the tech. It's like if you want better tech in it, it's going to cost more. So why are you upset that it costs as much as it does when it's about on the same level as equivalent headsets? But we're not going to get it. Um, yeah, not a day one for me. However, I'm already seeing convincing content. So if just a few more 
really convincing titles come out for the unit, then I could see myself getting it sooner rather than later. Ideally, I'd like to wait for some kind of price drop because 549 is a bit steep, not for the product itself, just in general. So yeah, if I cannot wait out a price drop, I'll do that. However, you know, we saw that tabletop RPG game that was revealed. I forget what it's called. I mean, Call of the Mountain itself already looks pretty cool. Uh, there's a game called The Invincible where you're on a you're on a distant planet and you're trying to put together the mystery of what happened to the team uh, that arrived before you did. And it's it looks to have very high production values. I believe it's uh, it's developed using Unreal Five, so good production values, good visuals, and it looks really interesting. I think it would be properly suited to a VR, excuse me, to a VR experience. So if that makes its way over, that might be the tipping point for me because not only would that be a high quality game for the unit, it would also be a sign that more high quality games are to come and this might be the era for VR. But let's get into the next topic of the week. Top, topic of the, of the week. week. You know what? Let's stick with Sony A-Dub. We got some, we got some figures, some financial figures, announcements. Um, let's see. So this by way of Video Games Chronicle, PlayStation 5 has reached 25 million units shipped. Sony God announced damn. during its latest financial results on Tuesday. Let's see more there. While Sony's Game and Network Services division reported Q2 revenues, we're going to just read the dollar amount, $4.88 billion, up 12% year over year, a record Q2 in terms of Japanese yen figures. Profit fell significantly by 50%, $284.6 million. Let's see. Sony said its decline in gaming profit was due to an increase in game development and acquisition costs, including its purchase of Bungie. Bungie, Bungie. As as well as a negative impact of foreign exchange rates reflecting a high ratio of USD costs. Yeah, the yen, the yen shot up like crazy. It was on more than a dollar. I think it was like a dollar thirty, a dollar forty. Usually it's about ninety-nine cents to a dollar. Yeah. That's crazy. Let's see. Uh, for the second quarter in a row, the company saw a decline in the number of PlayStation Plus subscribers and PlayStation Network monthly active users. That means PlayStation Plus subscribers have dropped by nearly 2 million users since the revamped service launched in June. A-Dub, speak on it. What are your thoughts on you know the drop in, I guess, PlayStation Plus monthly active users? Is this a sign of things to come or is this just, are we still course correcting from the pandemic? I, th- I mean, I think things are falling back into place, man. The production's going up as everyone gets a console. That's fewer people looking for a console, which makes consoles more easily attainable by other people. So there you go. And just to correct myself on the yin thing, I did it backwards. So, but the yen, the yen had shot up for a little bit, uh, or less on ever. So, yeah, insofar as Sony and what they're doing, they're making great decisions. They're putting out, they're putting out great games. They're trying to overcome the supply issues. You know, they they made big acquisitions, like everybody wanted them to do, because Microsoft's buying the whole industry, man. So, you know, they're doing everything they need to to remain competitive. 
and to remain the market leader in the gaming industry. I'm totally satisfied with my purchase. Looking forward to PSVR 2. Looking forward to the, the future of first-party selling exclusives. I mean, what's, what's not to love? Yeah, exactly. Um, I know people, the, the big takeaway was like they saw a drop in subscribers. Um, but I mean, that was a big thing that we saw with Netflix when they had their drop in subscribers. They're like, oh, is this the end <laughs> of, of streaming services? And then Marcus, and then Netflix had a, a big quarter right after that. Yeah, um, yeah it's yeah, uh, like they, they dropped the subscribers, but the subscribers that they retained, some of which upgraded to higher tiers. So they're making more money even without those those other ones. Who knows? They might come back. Maybe the service will change. Maybe there'll yeah. be some convincing. Who knows? It's these are just the things that happen. So it's not the end of anything. It's just probably they reached their peak for this period of time. And now they're coming down a little bit. But I mean, much like our our Squarespace analytics with watching our our audience, like we hit over 3,500, then it started going going down, got under three grand, then it shot back up to like 4,000. <laughs> what happens? Like watching the stock market. So if you're going to forecast doom every time there's a downturn, I think you're not seeing too far beyond your own nose. Yeah. Well, no, but the point I was getting at was there was just, I think it just, it peaked during the pandemic. As we saw, everything, oh, yeah. everything peaked during the pandemic. And so once everything opened back up again. A lot of the stuff that people were focusing on to get through the pandemic, they're now taking a break on. And so I'm sure we've seen a lot of people get back to, you know, that in real life traveling all about experiences. Um, and so, yeah, could, I'm sure. It could also people, be people going back to work as well. Yeah. And so I'm sure a lot of people who, because this isn't just like a PlayStation 5 thing. Like I'm sure a lot of people who bought PlayStation 4s during the pandemic, they got their fill and then, you know they got back to doing what they do their 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 normal hobbies and so they're we're going to see those people drop off but then i obviously the numbers are still going to keep building because there's going to be more gamers over time and so this is just this is just a little bit of course correction i feel like i don't think it's a a reflection if anything um you could see where i know people kind of poo poo the the services with xbox and with sony um but you see, that's why they have these because they hit a point where, you know, they're going to see growth, but it's going to be a more steady. It's not going to spike the way it like, you know, like all of a sudden, just a ton of people just come into gaming. It's going to be more of a steady growth. And so the way that they're looking at it is, well, how can we now, you know, provide more to our current users while also getting more money out of them? And so they come up with these services and it's like, well, here's another tier with more content that if you want to pay some more because you love playing games and you want more ac access to more games, well, here's this option. And then it's a way for, you know, these companies to bring in more, more revenue from their current audience. And so it kind of makes sense why they've kind of transitioned into beefing up their offerings as opposed to, you know, just trying to get more and more people into gaming. They're going to put out the consoles, but, you know, they can only do so much at this point um, with like the, you know, the development with the production process being, you know, held back by everything that's going on with the pandemic. So yeah, this makes total sense. But hey, Dub, let's get into the next topic of the week. Ah, topic of the week. What do I got? I got, I got more release date news for that ass. Mm -hmm. What you think? What you think I got? See what you think I'm going my sleep right now. 
Was that, that, was, a gen- that was a genuine question, bro. <laughs> oh, what did, you, what did you ask? I was like, what, what you think I'm about to pull out my sleeve on this one? Mm, uh, release date. I, I I don't know. Is, is it Atomic Hearts they do? God damn it. <laughs> <laughs> yes, exactly what it is. Atomic Heart has finally gotten a release date and some additional information. So it's been revealed that the game, first person action RPG, it's going to be released February 21st, 2023. PC, Xbox Series X and S, PS4, Xbox One. But there's a little extra AMC. It's coming day one to Game Pass. Pass, 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 pass. Value. Value. Yeah, just hopefully it's not going to be what some people refer to as a game that's perfect for Game Pass. Whenever something comes out that gets like a six or a seven. It's like, oh, it's perfect for Game Pass. People seem to be pretty excited about this one. This is actually a. I'm incredibly there. excited for it. I didn't even know it was an action RPG like that. Yeah, so the people, I'm, I, I, people are pretty pumped for this. I actually just started getting into uh, an Xbox podcast <laughs> just because I've never listened to Xbox like you know oriented shows, mm-hmm. and you know I just you know, PlayStation. Like I'm, I'm enjoying it, but there's a little bit of the uh, I'm complaining about everything <laughs> with the PlayStation audience, at least with the, yeah. the ones that you know I've been what that is to. a good point. <laughs> and so I listened to an Xbox one just to like, you know, like, let's see what they're talking about. Cause I know like from a PlayStation standpoint, they're always bitching about like, oh, Xbox has no first party releases. Yeah, yeah. So I was like, I wonder, I want to see how upset these people are with the current state of their, you know, of their platform. And they love everything. It's yeah. all optimistic. I like I get on and people are excited about Persona 5 Royale coming to Game Pass. So mm-hmm. now there's like this like second life cycle of persona talk <laughs> coming from that game which is <laughs> awesome they're excited about atomic hearts coming to game pass they're excited about you know like was it plague requiem <laughs> being like uh oh is it oh, plague, plague, tale? Tale. plague tale requiem being a possible game of the year contender like it's just um it's all optimism it's it's funny especially for like you think like people who would be upset about games being delayed like it's just like they're excited about what's going on right now and you know there's optimism because of what they expect to come in 2023. And so like, it is like, it was kind of refreshing to go somewhere and not have people complaining about Jim Ryan or, you know, or a rumor of a possible remake of a horizon of a horizon game. Like it's like, like people were upset about nothing in the PlayStation ecosystem. So it was, it was refreshing to go to a place of, um, wait, what did did I say? You said PlayStation ecosystem. No, people, yeah, people are upset about everything in the PlayStation yeah. ecosystem. Whereas like with Xbox, you know, there's just it seems like they're they have a lot of hope right now. They <laughs> and so it, even with their criticisms of like, you know, with their first party offering of the year, it's still with the caveat, but we're excited about like like from where they were in the Xbox One generation to where they are now, there's a lot of optimism. And so yeah, yeah. like uh this is just another like like with Atomic Hearts coming to Game Pass, like, day one, that's, like, another thing that they were just like, oh, hell yeah. So it was nice. But, yeah, keep going, Adil. Yeah, you make a good point. Because regardless of all the discourse in in the multi-platform comment sections and everything, when you go to Xbox-oriented, like, platforms and, and areas... Motherfuckers is just talking about games. <laughs> yeah. Not talking about $70 games or generations yeah. or like. Yeah. 
It's just, yeah, it, it, nobody, <laughs> like nobody complains about Xbox. Mm-hmm. It's very, it is very refreshing. Just but you know, I don't, I don't like the, like it's almost a little too good to be true in a lot of respects because I don't like this like blind. This blind following of Phil Spencer just all Phil's Phil's a praise Phil. He's the god. He's the man. <laughs> it's like okay, let's simmer down, dude. But, but at the same token, hey, they got tons, dozens of first party studios. They got tons of big games coming next year. Like there's a lot to look forward to in the Xbox world with PlayStation. Like generally, what's to look forward to are their exclusives, which are always something fantastic to look forward to that you aren't going to get anywhere else but when it comes to xbox i think people just really dig the ecosystem and just oh, games game pass got it all <laughs> <laughs> don't need to spend no money <laughs> yeah i mean like if you like look at it like back in the day like when xbox like had everything like you know everything was just aligned and going well like it was it was less about the games more about like Xbox Live is amazing. Like, yeah, that was the big thing. Xbox yeah. Live, you get what you paid for. <laughs> like once again, like they were focused on like the service of the platform, yeah. um, and less about like the games. It's like it's like yeah. Once again, like as you're saying, like it's they're happy about the ecosystem right now. But yeah, this Xbox is had games though, man. I I will never scoff at the console that had Jade Empire, Knights of the Old Republic, and Knights of the Old Republic too unbelievable yeah. <laughs> on top of like the halos the project gotham racing <laughs> all that shit fable yes but um to get back to the topic at hand so a dub does this does this throw any type of monkey wrench with your you know your fo- your forespoken what in in late january and then was there something sam is this getting getting sandwiched in between another game now with the uh, in not in between it's just putting a hard time limit on Forspoken depending on how good Forspoken is mm-hmm. so while I hope Forspoken is as great as I could possibly imagine I do want to be able to at least roll the credits on it in time for Atomic Hearts which you know with a month of time I'm sure I can do rather easily but yeah Atomic Hearts is getting full attention that game it looks phenomenal ever since they've they revealed it recently with the upgrades and the polish to how it plays. Like it went from looking like a cool concept to a, like one of the classic games, one of the new classics. So I'm very excited to play it, very excited to master it, learning that it's an action RPG rather than more of a like a like Bioshock, I wouldn't really call that an RPG. Whereas with this I, I want to see what these elements are. Maybe it's just more robust systems of upgrades, and hey, maybe I'm just wrong about Bioshock. But this clearly is cut from that same mold, and I, I just, I just want to play it. I feel that Atomic Hearts is going to be the game that signifies the start of the current generation, or at least sets the bar for what the current generation is going to be capable of. In that's even in spite of it being a cross-generation title because it is being developed on Unreal 5, I believe, which kind of takes me by surprise because it's going to be running on last-gen consoles. So that comparison is going to be interesting. However, Atomic Hearts, that's a game to watch that gets that A-dub game to watch seal on it. 
So keep an eye on that. I'm looking forward to it. You're definitely going to see pretty much every hour of gameplay I put in streamed. Can't wait to master it, get good at it, get get stylish with it, start scene painting, because you know how we do over here at Control Issues. Yeah, there's so many games. I was just looking at the list. So we'll say it begins with Forspoken, January 24th. Okay. Then you got Dead Space Remake, January 27th. We're going to skip a couple games, <laughs> allegedly. Then you got Hogwarts Legacy, February 10th. Not getting it. Then you got Atomic Hearts, February 21st. Getting it. You got Like a Dragon, Ishin, February 21st. Not getting it. You got, uh, we're going to skip Call of the Mountain, but that's going to be there. Might get it. Octopath Traveler 2, February 24th. Getting it, but feeling weird about it. Yeah, and then, yeah, and, and I had skipped over games in there, but there's also like a ton of games in there, so it's just, it's going to be like just fire, like week after week, like right might around. Get, might January. get Diablo 4, might get Starfield. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And it's possible. Yeah, so it's, uh, yeah, it's it's looking pretty crazy, Next, next that opening of next year. Um, and so it's going to be stacked, and I'm sure people are, are, are going to be super pumped. I'm losing if- my mind. Yeah, I wonder if anything will get possibly if they'll consider delaying anything out to avoid another game within that period. But it looks like that entire year is stacked, so I'm not sure if you're going to be avoiding any heavy hitters <laughs> with the way 20, 2023 is stacked up right now. And don't forget about Stella Blade. Oh, yes. I'm going to call her Stella Blade. <laughs> <laughs> uh, all right, well, let's get into the next topic of the week. Top topic of the week. Let's see, that was UA Dub. So that was on me. me. You know what? Let's get into uh, you know, let's get into some positivity, A dub, some more sales figures. This being from Call of Duty Modern awesome. Warfare 2, A dub. By way damn, of the damn. Washington Post. Let's see. So a Tuesday morning news release from video game publisher Activision, including a staggering figure. Counting pre-sale as Call of Duty Modern Warfare 2, the latest installment in Activision's mega popular military sim franchise, exceeded 800 million in sales in three days following its October 28th release. The 800 million... What? The 800 million in sales includes pre-orders of the game, but it also represents the biggest first weekend in the history of the Call of Duty franchise, topping the previous high watermark of 775 million established in 2011 by Call of Duty Modern Warfare 3 over five days. I thought you meant copies. <laughs> no, no, like, no, no, that, like, excuse me. <laughs> yeah, no, that'd be insanity. Let's see the uh, the newest Modern Warfare games. Uh, from 2019 and this year are we oh yeah whatever let's see to put this money in context outside of the gaming world consider that the largest movie opening weekend in history marvel's avengers in-game earned just 357 million <laughs> mm. um yeah and that's like one of the biggest things ever um, well, i mean tickets are also like 20 bucks yeah but still it was uh just if you're just looking at the numbers and especially from an industry where, you know, people have been saying that sales have been going down as of late. <laughs> Modern Warfare sales still shows up. Nowhere. Yeah, Modern Warfare has been killing it. And especially for Activision. And this is where I was going to get into with that, just showing the sales. Because there's been 
you know, there's been a struggle within the community, within the meat, the, the games industry to disconnect Activision as far as making games, Activision Blizzard, and the company as far as how it, uh, you know, handles its workforce <laughs> and, you know, enforces its HR policies. And so there's this kind of like this idea that because of everything that's going on, that a lot of the dysfunction within the company that people have been trying to act like Activision and Blizzard don't know how to put out games. And we saw a little bit of this with Overwatch 2, like, oh, like they're they're going to fumble the bag when, when this game comes out because of all the issues that have been going on. It comes out and you know, it, the staggering numbers of, was it 20 million? 25 um, million. Yeah, play, people playing Overwatch 2. And of course, like, people then tried to say, like, oh, well, we're going to see those numbers come down. Well, of course we are. But doesn't hey, matter. Hey, that's better. Yeah, it doesn't matter. A bunch of people showed up to play the sequel of a game that people thought was dead and had been long dead, a franchise. And then, so yeah, and you look at Call of Duty, we jumped there, and a lot of people were down on Vanguard, and they were looking pointing to that as a sign like oh like activision doesn't know how to make call of duty games anymore look at the you know the the falling popularity of like one of the biggest franchises in gaming and then you see modern warfare 2 come out and it's now setting records <laughs> within days and just completely killing just, it it's just a money crap yeah especially when people are trying to point uh, when a lot of people are pointing to as we saw with like you know the falling numbers of playstation network subscribers that there has been a drop year over year in in sales of games um and and trying to connect that there is just you know a softening demand from the uh the community but we see right there you put out a call of duty game and it does exceptionally well so a dub what do you think of the sales numbers of call of duty modern warfare 2 uh, absolutely phenomenal three days MS, that's insane so that's that's a huge milestone. You know, the Call of Duty community has yet another quality title for, for them to enjoy. So that should be something that people celebrate. Yeah, man. I, there's, unfortunately, for, for someone who doesn't have much criticism or angst and derision toward the industry, that's about the best you're going to get out of it. <laughs> it's, it's a good thing. I mean, it's it just shows that, yeah, Activision does know how to make games. They do know how to make Call of Duty. And the communities there to support it. I'm not part of that community, but I respect that community. I respect that game. I respect its success. I respect Activision. They need to clean some shit up, but they're still a great company. They still make great games. There's a reason that they were acquired for such a large dollar amount. There's a reason that they were acquired in the first place. So, yeah, they they got a lot of good things going on, and we should celebrate that. Looking forward to Diablo 4 enjoying overwatch 2 looking forward to the, the changes and additions that eventually come down and yeah man having a great time oh yeah all right well, let's get into the next, time. next top good we top good we uh let's see i don't know why i pulled that up why did i pull that up well you know i'm starting to get into into more simpler topics Overwatch got some news there. It just keeps coming in. Mm. This time we got some new character news. AMC, mm. we getting a new tank. Mm. We getting Diva Sister. No, we're not. We're getting a new tank by the name of Ramatra. So Ramatra is an Omnic. They put out an animated teaser trailer as they do 
with all their characters, I, I believe, I don't know if they missed one, but the typical fashion is to put out the animated trailer, give people some backstory, let people see that, see that silhouette, get an idea of what the character's going to look like, see how they like it off first impressions, and then it's going to be released, and A-Dub is going to be going all in to try to learn this one. So, depending on how it plays. So, we'll see. I wanted to play as Bridget and Dude, when we played that one match with that one Bridget that was just out in the front mm. <laughs> handling business, I've never <laughs> seen anybody swing the flail that fast. It's unbelievable. But Ramatra is going to be bringing some new stuff to the game. So as teased in the lore, this is coming from Matt Kim over at IGN. Ramatra is the leader of the organization Null Sector. Like Zenyatta, Ramatra is a Shambli monk who no longer sees the option of peacefully advocating for the rights of Omnics and is now taking a more pragmatic angle, according to the Overwatch blog announcing this reveal. Originally a war machine, Ramatra shed his munitions for a shield to protect his people by promoting peace and tranquility, Blizzard writes. However, Ramatra's story is one of hardships, trauma, and a magnified view of humanity's harsh reality. So just in that blurb, we can already get the idea that Ramatra is coming to the game with a shield. Uh, people have been saying that shields, the shield meta was a little busted back when you just had people running multiple tanks. It's just all the goddamn shields. So they busted it down to one tank, and this tank's coming with the shield. We'll see what else they're coming with. In the animated trailer, uh, Ramatra was part of was part of a, a unit or part of ranks that carried massive rifles. So it'll be interesting to see what the offensive capability of this character is going to be. Uh, the blurb goes on to say he does have two forms. He has an Omnic form and his Nemesis form. Part of the skill we're testing is when to switch between these forms. Because the Omnic form, you're playing this poke game, you're protecting your team a little bit at range. And then the Nemesis form, you're rushing down the enemies, you're charging in there, and you have these punches. Oh, so it sounds like close range melee, see? Mm -hmm. Sound like another doofus that you see. <laughs> Ramatra is going to be the fourth new hero introduced since the launch of the game, along with Sojar, Jumper Queen, and Kiriko. According to Blizzard, the team wants to release either a new map or a hero in alternating seasons. So it looks like we're going to be seeing a steady drip of new people to play as AMC. How do you feel about the reveal of Ramatra? I feel like AMC might be buying his first ever battle pass. A yeah, and if it's every other season, that makes sense. You could probably even build up the currency in game to do that. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I'm. Um, I'm pretty excited about this. I love. Uh, I love a good backstory, and Overwatch is all about great backstories. And this one, seeing the rise of, uh, as I said to you in the in the pre-show, you know, looking like Overwatch's Killmonger. Doing it for the cause. Doing it for the culture. <laughs> fed up. Yeah, doing it for the culture. Just fed up with the way things are. And it's and it's time for a change. Um, so yeah, to get to get a righteous omnic out there as opposed it's like we got our we got our Malcolm to our Martin as far as Zenyatta versus was it Red Mata? Uh, um, Ramatra. Yeah. Ramatra. Um so yeah, it's uh it's gonna be fun and um also cool because from what we've seen with the Omnics from, you know, from Zenyatta's perspective, he's a support character. Um, 
like, I guess we do have Bastion, but, you know, we haven't had, like, that ultra badass Omnic, and now it seems like this is going to be the character, and so I, I can't wait. Already, like, the we line. haven't had that T-1000. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And so, yeah, um, I'm excited to see what that has to offer, even to see what the uh, the melee might bring with this character. Uh, and yeah, we get a tank, so I'm curious to see where they go with the next character, because as you mentioned in a pre-show, and you know, I've been doing a lot of support, that would be a nice area to get another character in. But we actually, we just did get Kiriko, so who knows how they're going to rotate in these. There are a ton of offensive characters, but hey, you can always throw in another one there. But um, as of right now, I mean, you look at that roster, and that's why like, uh, if anybody were to get upset about like just not having access to the newest character, it's like you have so many as it is <laughs> on, on the field right there to choose from. Um, and if they're going to you know, keep that output, basically every four months you're getting a new character, That that's great because that's, uh, that's plenty of new characters every year. And each character will just add a whole new dynamic to how people can adapt within battle and, um, you know, adjusting to different circumstances and so yeah i'm, I'm interested to see because i'm loving this this focus on the tank characters because they are pretty effective like we've discussed strategy and you know like uh you were watching me play and i was playing with mora i was handling shit with mora but i got a little overzealous a dub and i tried to go support up against a tank and it just wasn't Yo, that down. Road hog. <laughs> yeah <laughs> that was not not doing enough damage before his cooldown would you know finish and he would just replenish that health and keep it coming um and so yeah, yeah and that basically just meant you were out of the game yeah and like so, the roadhog was like in it shoot people but healing yeah and, ju and just holding down the point which is like the more important thing because you you want him off the point and he had no reason to get off the point um and so yeah it it was uh it's just one of those things like you got to take down those those squishier characters which um makes the tank like there are often times like i'll look and my entire team will get taken down and by the time we all make it back to battle like oh, so, oh i should say the entire team will be taken down except for the tank and we'll all make our way back to the battle and the tank will still be holding it down in there and so yeah the tanks are just a lot more powerful now and um they just stand out and in that way like I like having more options for tanks because they are that important within the game. And so yeah, um, I think it's a it's a very dynamic class, and throwing in a dynamic character will just add another layer to the game. So I'm I'm pretty pumped up there, a dub. Well, you won't have to be pumped for long, MC, because Ramatra is coming to season two, December six, 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 six. Hell yeah, a dub. Yes, I'm excited. I might have to buy that battle pass. Oh no. <laughs> Because I want to, I want to get them immediately. Yeah, I'll be able to get skins. I want that with that mythic skin or whatever they're calling it. I want that. Hey, dude. I mean, damn! If I pay for the battle pass now, I would unlock dozens of items that I've earned that are yeah. like behind the premium battle pass, <laughs> <laughs> just instantaneously. Maybe if I max out the battle pass before it, that's not going to happen. <laughs> I don't know. I'm almost level sixty. Yeah, retroactively get the ball real quick. <laughs> get all that shit. Get that Genji skin. Get that yeah. mythic. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Jeez. Yeah. Uh, so Overwatch just continues to grow, expand, become better, become become fresher, remain relevant. <laughs> awesome. Well, let's get into the next topic of the week. Top, top topic, topic of, of the week. week. Well, this topic may not be as awesome, A-Dub, depending where you stand or how you feel about publishers, A-Dub. 
I hate them. They're the worst. Yeah. <laughs> They're the suits. Because we have an update by way of EA, by way of their relationship with Marvel Games, by what? way of GameSpot A-Dub. What? By way of control issues. <laughs> by way of the AFC. Let's see. Let's see. So last month's announcement of an upcoming game starring Iron Man was revealed to be the first of several titles based on a Marvel Comics IP, but EA didn't reveal exactly how many Marvel projects it has in development. Well, today, Dub, EA has lifted the lid on its collaboration plans with Disney and Marvel and has confirmed that it has a three-game deal that has been signed, according to Bloomberg. Bloomberg. There we go. Let's see, so far, a little update here with Iron Man. So far, only the Iron Man game has been revealed, which is being developed by Dead Space Remake Studio EA Motive. Uh-oh. Still in a very early phase of development, EA Motive says that it is aiming to create an authentic Marvel experience starring the Armored Avenger and will reportedly begin playtesting this week as part of the early fine-tuning for the game. The announcement post on EA's website last month said that Marvel, that Iron Man marked the start of a new long-term partnership between the company and Marvel Games, calling this game the first of several new games. Uh, so, A-Dub, what do you think about this announcement, about this partnership between EA and Marvel to pump out three games? Uh, a little mixed, but not why anyone would think. Uh on the one hand, this is awesome. More Marvel games from, you know, competent, long-standing developers in the industry, publishers, imprints, whatever you want to call it, is never a bad thing. On the other hand, I'm not too hot on Marvel immediately jumping into multi-game deals with any particular publisher or developer because they've just gotten back into bringing Marvel games to the forefront. And I think they, they need to, they need to, you know, take a somewhat slower pace or at least cast a wider net and give more projects to more developers instead of giving multiple projects to anyone until they find those developers who they're confident in and have demonstrated they can bring a quality Marvel experience to the market. For instance, Insomniac and Spider-Man, they demonstrated that they can make something that's truly outstanding and really captures the spirit of where not only where Marvel is now, but what Marvel is at its core. So with that, I feel like Insomniac should have then gotten a deal for multiple games after that. However, you know, they're already making Spider-Man 2 and Wolverine. So I guess maybe they did get a deal. Maybe that is their three game deal. But, you know, they jumped into a deal with Square Enix and the first item out of that was the Avengers project, which got ripped to shreds by the community. Wasn't exactly the strongest step that could have been taken with that idea. Like there was a lot of good stuff going on with it, but they just, they just didn't stick the landing. And, you know, I don't, what was their second game? I think the Square Enix also do Guardians yeah. of the Galaxy. Yeah, yeah, they did Guardians of the Galaxy. So they did Guardians of the Galaxy, and that like struck a true. Hit. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> sleeper hit got a really good reception on Game Pass. Got reviewed well, in spite of the preemptive hate of oh, another Marvel game. Oh, it looks <laughs> like a basic ass game. You know, yeah. Dialogue, <laughs> uh, James Gunn. Uh. <laughs> but yeah, so. 
you know, they did the Avengers project and then they did Guardians of the Galaxy. Now they they haven't created anything I would say that's truly outstanding yet. However, Guardians of the Galaxy ended up being a game that not only captured the spirit of that IP, but exemplif- helped to exemplify where Marvel is now with their quality and presentation. So yeah, it's spread the love around a little more instead of like you make us three games, like you make us one game, you over there, you also make us a game, you three over there, you also make us a game. Let's see where this goes. Uh, because, um, well, they also- They got Emmy they, Hennings game. Yeah, with Skybound. We got Midnight Suns. Got Midnight Suns. So the love is being spread now. We also got, got that Marvel Snap. We'll talk about that later. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Now we do. <laughs> yeah. Now we got it. Been waiting for it. Now we got it. <laughs> so I mean, we're we're seeing a lot of a good Marvel stuff coming out. Definitely the best Marvel stuff that has come around. I mean, you're still gonna have a hard time competing with the likes of uh Incredible Hulk ultimate destruction and the Mm. punisher like those two still remain the like there's nothing that's come along that's been like those games since prototype and prototype 2 they absolutely stole the dna and the skeletal structure of ultimate destruction but didn't quite didn't quite hit the same wasn't iconic didn't stand out and yeah so if the man could you imagine if they did a remake of Ultimate Destruction on PS5? Just a a one to one remake, but with just imp- quality of life, improve the physics, improve the destructibility. <laughs> like, of course, 4K HDR, 60 frames per second. Oh, Jesus Christ! Just bits and pieces flying everywhere, picking up picking up cars, making the boxing gloves. <laughs> mm-hmm. Oh Jesus! But yeah, yeah. That that's all. So, you know, I'm excited about this deal. Hopefully, Iron Man finally gets the game that exemplifies what that experience. Like, I want I want Iron Man to have his Arkham moment. Is I've I've always been a comic fan. I've always been a Marvel fan, but I never really got into all of the characters like that. Like, I was a big I was a big Spider-Man guy. I had tons of comics, but I really only read the Spider-Man. I only really followed his stories and tales. And now that the MCU has demonstrated the depth and the character of all those people, like I, I have a renewed respect and you know admiration of Iron Man as a character. So to finally get that triple A game that does the Iron Man experience right, that would be a serious home run not just for ea and marvel but the industry as a whole as well as gamers to finally have that excuse me uh amc how do you feel um yeah i'm i'm okay with like yeah the the current relationships that they have as far as who's making the games if anything my thing and well i I guess i'll be keeping an eye out because a lot of these are you know they've announced kind of like what We've gotten a couple of announcements, but we haven't really seen what they're going to do. And so my thing is more about the differentiation. And so uh, the thing that like I see as I see as a strength of say the Midnight Suns that a lot of people are seeing as the weakness of Midnight Suns is I like that Midnight Suns is doing something different as far mm-hmm. as like it's turn based and it has this card system. Like um, I don't never like, seen I, that combination before. Yeah, and so I don't I don't want a lot of I don't want Marvel to be like. 
I want all these other developers to try to replicate Spider-Man, but with like Iron Man and with Black Panther and with like Captain America. Like mm-hmm. I, I, I'm hoping that like as they put these out, like, like even like I, we'll discuss with Marvel Snap a little different. Um, and it, as as you mentioned to me, Puzzle Quest. Uh, anyways, yeah. Uh, like I, I want to see a more of a differentiation of the types of Marvel games as opposed to, you know, just more of like, kind of like do this thing that's successful, but now with these other characters. And so I hope we will start to see like, you know, like we have our open world games, but then we'll have like our linear ones and I'm not sure what else they could do, but you know, just different things to kind of give us a different feel for these Marvel characters. Like even, uh, Guardians of the Galaxy had its own feel with its like squad based and you know decision. I, I believe like you make decisions as far as like the dialogue and things along those lines. So th- they even took a different approach with that game. And so yeah, like if we get like a more RPG focus, like turn based but more traditional turn based Marvel game, like that would be awesome. Um, and so we kind of hit like all the different bases of the different genres of games. Like even if they could try to figure out a, a horror style, like survival horror style Marvel game, like that would be fun Ooh. too as well. Marvel zombies. Um, yeah, exactly. Um, yeah, and so I'm, I'm sure they could come up with different things like uh, that would make a, an interesting an interesting style of approach to a Marvel style of game. And like, you know, we haven't seen, I, I guess we're going to get Wolverine, but we haven't seen an X-Men game in a while. So there's a ton of IP that they can dip into. And now it's just executing on the approach for how you want to like deliver those characters to the audience, to the, to the public, but not make it feel like, you know, samey to the other games that are out there. And so, yeah, that's what I'm going to keep an eye out on as like Marvel continues to develop these relationships with all these different publishers and developers to, you know, just get more and more of their product out there in the gaming space. Mm-hmm. But a dub, let's get into the next topic of the week. Not topic of the week. All right, I'm running a little dry here, so I got another quick hits. Yeah, that after. was my that was my last topic actually. But what you got for the quick hits? Well, in this rare instance, we're gonna bring up a review. <laughs> mm. <laughs> the review of Marvel Snap, 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 Snap. Oh, you going to reviews? Yeah. So this was a game when it was initially revealed. Personally, I was excited for it. It looked cool. It had just boundless amounts of presentation, character, personality. It's Marvel, so that's automatically bonus points. It's a card game, that's bonus points. And it was a mobile game, so that's something that I could play on the go, have in my pocket whenever I'm chilling, just yeah. bust it out and get something going. You know, I've it's been... I can't remember the last mobile game that I really, really played other than, like, Candy Crush. But, like, that that was a moment in mobile gaming. Played the hell out of Candy Crush. And since then, I've just been looking for something that's like, I need something that's a bit more substantial as a game, but isn't, you know, hampered by these time mechanics where you reach a point where you're just waiting for shit to be finished so that you can move on to the next thing. <laughs> yeah, can't wait for that cooldown. <laughs> yeah. Like I found a tactical turn base. It had it was science fiction, had awesome art style, and I was enjoying it, but it had these building mechanics where it's like, all right, you want to build this tower? It'll be ready in 24 hours. Like, <laughs> yeah. I got it. it yeah, the, the mission is build the tower. <laughs> yeah. So I, I got to do all this gameplay, get all these resources, build this thing, and then I got to wait a day before I can progress. So deleted that shit, kept it moving. Marvel Snap, however, 
There's no delays. There's no hangups. It's just raw gaming goodness. I'm enjoying it. AMC downloaded it. I've heard good things. How did you feel about Marvel Snap, my dude? I am loving Marvel Snap. Um, it's like I, I enjoyed Hearthstone, but um, as did I. Yeah, it, for for some reason I just didn't get into Hearthstone, and maybe it's because like there is just there is already an established like community, and people are all into the strategies of like the deck building and everything, and yeah, just jumping into it like it was it was kind of a lot to take on, and then you know just some of like maybe the Warcraft characters and all that stuff like didn't pull me in. There there is something too like there's a reason why you want like that Marvel branding on top of like your game because you get access to all these great characters and you're then, already familiar with them. Yeah. And just add That's your bit, favorites. Add a little bit of polish, add, add some sound, add some voice acting, add a little bit of action, like, uh, you know, a little presentation and it's everything that you love. Um, and you're, I'm not collecting Pokemon. I'm collecting my favorite Marvel characters is how I look at it. And so upgrading them cards. <laughs> yeah. Just, and then getting the, the better look. Um, and so, yeah, I, and then just from a pure gameplay perspective, like that idea of you have these different areas of the map that you play on, you're trying to control the board, but you need to control two out of the three areas to win. And as I showed with you, we, it was pretty much a, a split decision but i had the higher on one of the so basically we we had a draw i lost one but then i had a higher score on the one that i won and so that was enough for me to win the battle and so there's there like it, it can it can come down to like just the little bit of numbers and if you got a punisher out there who's collecting numbers it's mm -hmm. on the amount of cards he's going up against he gets stronger as you throw more at him uh yeah there's like little bits of things strategy wise there that um that make it very fun and so yeah I'm, I'm enjoying the shit out of marvel snap a dub like uh for a mobile card game and it, the battles are pretty quick they don't let you sit there and think for for too long it's it's a great like pick up and play but i'm gonna, I'm gonna jump on that puzzle fighter next a dub and give you my review yeah i was enjoying marvel snap and then somebody recommended puzzle quest and i just been playing that whenever i have free moments so that game yeah. is awesome can't say enough about it it's 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 just fun. It's tons of missions. E each mission has multiple rewards. So you got to replay missions. You upgrade your cards, but you level not your cards, but your characters. You leveling them up. They, you getting uh, you getting abilities on them. They get abilities to correspond to different colored tiles. You unlock the special abilities. You hitting them with the Black Widow stun for five turns. Stun that accomplices for an additional turn. Like come on, man. These <laughs> the mechanics. This stuff is fantastic. So. Snap is dope, and I'm looking forward to getting back into that. But there are some people mm. who aren't looking forward to Snap, mm. who wish that they had the Infinity Gauntlet so they mm. could snap this one out of existence. We got Trolla Wee, Trolla Wee, Trolla Wee, Trolla Wee, Trolla Wee, 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 Wee. First Troll says, what the fuck, man? A card game gets an 8. IGN gave it an 8 out of 10. I don't care what the stated justification is. It's just wrong. These games are predatory. AMC, how much money have you spent on Marvel Snap? Not a dime. So combined with my not a dime, that's <laughs> not a dime that we spent. And yeah, you just getting new cards, upgrading your cards. Continuing to play, hitting your hitting your daily rewards, mm -hmm. your your events and your challenges. 
like uh, this game getting an eight. So it because it's a mobile game, because it's a card game, it it can't get a rating commensurate with its quality and content. That's kind of weird. Next troll says Marvel card game, mobile game. I genuinely want to throw up. You don't have to play it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you could just leave it alone. And I'm kind of taken aback that people wouldn't want to play it. I'm always taken aback by this continued resistance or derision toward card games and card based gameplay. <laughs> like what? What is it about people? Uh, is it are people really that resistant to quote unquote R and Jesus? <laughs> are gamers really that agnostic that they can't they can't believe in the Lord and hope for the best drop or the best draw? Like that's I don't know. Does it fall back on the observation that people just want to get like they just want to go get the strongest thing, fuck everything up, and then say the game is too easy, like that kind of <laughs> shit. Where whereas a card game, so you're not always getting the cards you want because it's coming out of deck and deck is show. <laughs> it's like the idea is for you to learn how to make victory out of what you have and learning the different ways in which you can play the different synergies, like. It, the game's not going to give you something that's going to contribute to you failing. It's giving you the, it's give everything you need is in the deck. It's going to come out. You just got to figure out how everything else works. So you can use that in the manner that the cards are coming out. Like maybe you just need to play defense for a while until you get those offensive cards in your hand. And it's like, okay, now I can do this, this, and this. Boom, juggernauts down. Fuck you, homie. <laughs> yeah, it's, and that's what it's about. Like, it, I feel like it falls into the same area of why people dislike roguelikes and just randomization in general. It's just when they, when they have to do things on the fly and actually learn how to play a game instead of just like, oh, well, this, I, like there was a guy who posted a video about Ghost of Tsushima where he's like, oh, all I got to do is press triangle and fucking up everybody, occasionally <laughs> heal. And it's like, okay, sure, you could play the game that way, but you're just punishing yourself and you're going against the design of the game by not using the tools that it gives you to have the experience that you want. Like just because you can press triangle, that's a choice, homie. Like you can do other things. The game isn't bad because you can do that. You just found something and now that's your entire basis by which you you appraise this title. It, it, that's fucked up. But next troll says. Get this mobile trash out of here. Uh, <laughs> this is one of the best mobile games I've ever played. So uh, you get your trash ass out of here. Last troll says, when you're too dumb for Magic the Gathering or Pokemon, but still want to play collected card games. <laughs> or maybe people just want something simple on the go that they can pull out, have a few games in a few minutes, get a little endorphin boost. And go about their day. Because, I mean, I have all kinds of card games. I'm, I'm thinking about getting uh, Dice Throne. <laughs> Marvel Dice Throne. I think uh, Disney has a card game by the name of Villainous I was interested in. And, you know, I'm just stockpiling this shit just in case people come over and want to play a card game. Then I'll open up the cabinet. It's like, what you want? <laughs> and I just, I just got stuff. So, 
you know, there's card games for all skill levels. There's card games for all kinds of people. There's card games for all kinds of fans. And, you know, so every game doesn't need to be deep and complex. Sometimes you want something that's just got a little depth to it so you can dig into it, have a good time. It's not a game that you're going to be playing for hours and hours at a time. It's a game you're going to pull out when you're on the go or you're sitting at the doctor's office or you're just on the toilet, wherever you use your phone most often. And, you know, instead of going on Facebook and liking pictures, you could do something meaningful with your life and play some Snap. AMC, how do you feel about these trolls? Um, yeah, I feel like they, they need to, one, get a life. Um, they're missing out on so much. It's funny when you say, like, Orange Jesus, like the idea of roguelikes, like I can't imagine, like their their brains must just like melt when they think about the popularity of Slay the Spire, which is a card base. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, oh, there's so much randomness. Oh god. Um, <laughs> um why yeah. am I not getting legendary? Yeah, every time. They should just be at the start of the pack. Um when I yeah. hit max level, they should be the only drop. So like why drop the white? <laughs> <laughs> yeah so like uh i don't know it's um it's their loss like it's as i like as i always say like with horror i recognize like horror games or survival horror games like i recognize the um why people like them the popularity I love them. and i just say like yeah they're not something that i get into but i understand why people don't like them but the weird thing where it's like i don't like it and thus they're wrong <laughs> like it's like uh that's it's completely on you you're you're not into it it doesn't mean that card games are bad at all games that have card elements are bad um it's just you're not into that type of you're not into strategy my dude you're into juggling comboing <laughs> speed running speed running mouse and keyboarding <laughs> everything that everything that gives you an advantage um puffing up your self-esteem thinking that you that you don't when you just know where everything is yeah, <laughs> and so, yeah oh, like, i'm so good at this like okay switch around the enemies and move the drops let's see how good you are <laughs> yeah and then, like the thing is like and that's not knocking those games because those games are fun but it's they're awesome thing, but the thing where it's like, well, and now all games need to be this. But yeah, at the same time, it's like everything is the same. Like you can't be that dude. You can't poo-poo any type of like difference, any type of representation that is different from what you're into. But then also want the the industry to always put out new shit that is innovative and in changing the game. So yeah, um, I have no problem with it. I love it, and I'm all about these card games, and mm -hmm. I can't I can't get enough of them. A dev. So that's troll of the week. Troll, troll of the week. 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 Troll of you got from them quick hits. Let me see. Well, Final Fantasy 16 is about 95% done. Release date should be revealed at the end of 2022. So you got that to look forward to with your Devil May Cry combat. Mm -hmm. I mean, it, it looks phenomenal. I want to get into it, but that combat just is not doing it for me. Yes, yeah, uh, well, I like I like the basic combat. The basic combat looks awesome, but once you start getting into all them them god moves and the summon battles it's just like <laughs> oh god <laughs> like damn you could have really built something awesome on top of this this core structure 
Well, I mean, I'm sure it's going to be awesome. I'm more than confident people will love the game. I might give it a try. Just, I need, I really need Final Fantasy to just tone it the fuck down, dude. <laughs> get, just get back to your roots. Get back to the, keep the combat grounded. Keep the situations simple. And, like, keep the, just simple things like oh the king fucking is terrible <laughs> we gotta take him down and you're part of like a rebellion to take him down and he's like magical and the whole thing else. like study final fantasy 6 make more games like final fantasy 6 make yes. one more game like final fantasy 6 but with this action combat and without getting out of control and spinning around 77 times while you're slashing somebody like <laughs> i don't want that shit <laughs> that's just me I can't speak for everybody. If the community wants it the way it is and the way it's going, then that's just the way it is. And I'll deal with it. I'll continue to just not buy Final Fantasies because <laughs> it just doesn't do it for me. I, I still haven't gotten the 7 remake, but I will once all the parts are out and it's released as a collective. But I don't know. Final Fantasy 16, it's almost done, which is great. They told us that it's further along in development than we thought it was, and it's going to be com coming sooner. Then we should expect that seems to be all in order. AMC, how do you feel about this? Um, yeah, I mean, it's it's funny. It's after the last Final Fantasy, what was it fifteen? And, yeah, you know, the the homies, the, the BTS, the BTS, the BTS game. Uh, yeah, the, the J-pop. Um, they're going into the Korean army. Uh, yeah, they got it. They're mandatory two years of service. They ain't got a choice about it. Yeah. They um, even changed the law. Like um one of them one of them was about to age out, and then they changed the law. It was like, nah, you, it, it's until you're 30. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Are you yeah. 28? Yeah, it's until you're 30 now. <laughs> yeah. I actually heard like it's actually gonna hurt like not, you know, like they'll they'll be fine, but the it's Korean actually economy. Hurt. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Like <laughs> they are an economy in themselves. <laughs> it's uh, that's crazy. Um, that but yeah, yeah, it is what it is. Yeah, BTS um, army, maybe the BTS army enlist. I don't know. I know. I just send them out with their with their glow sticks, beat them down. <laughs> um, yeah. Anyways, uh, yeah. So any, like the last one, I was kind of like, I, I, I'm good. Other than like these Final Fantasy remakes where they're they seem to be doing it right, like I'll play those, but I was good. I was good on the uh, you know, the official releases uh, of the new ones, I should say. Uh but but then, you know, it's weird. The excitement for this game, the odd excitement, like the, the fact that people are like, you know, I haven't been into a Final Fantasy game, but looking at this one, I'm all about it. It has my curiosity because it's like like yeah. almost like like what are you all looking at? Like other than the fact that like as you said, like it's like juggling with numbers. So it has all that character action shit that people like. Mm -hmm. Um I'm interested to see more of what the I'm gonna say the kaiju, but you know the summon battles look like that seemed to be a big feature in the game. But yeah, it's it's more of the curiosity behind the hype behind this game from people who normally wouldn't get into Final Fantasy games. That makes me like it's almost like in that like, are they doing something that's different enough from the stuff that I haven't been liking from the the current releases of Final Fantasy games that this one might be something that will pull me in because at least it's not what they have been doing. Um, and so that's where my curiosity is. But I'm I'm. I'm where you were at where I am very hesitant, <laughs> like with with giving any type of hope to this game. Uh but yeah, I mean, at least they, they seem to have control of it development wise, because 
I think uh, I think it was 15 where they they had a big like announcement event with like Greg Miller and they announced a date and then that date ended up like getting yeah. delayed and they had like a whole like like they they sold out like a theater they had people show up and just <laughs> to just announce the date of the game and yeah they didn't hit the date for that so it seems like they have this one a little more in control so that is good but um I need to see more to understand what's going on here um to keep me coming to the 16th and that's not even the 16th installment because they've had like. 13 2s, X2, 13 3. <laughs> yeah. The remakes. The Lightning, <laughs> like official. Um, so, yeah. yeah. Whatever. But uh, I'll, I'll keep an eye on this game, but uh, I'm not super pumped. But I'm hoping, I'm hoping that they get this right and that AMC is fully back into that Final Fantasy hype train moving forward. I mean, I can see why it's hyped. The, visually, it looks to be the most Final Fantasy looking game in the mainline series, not counting online, since Final Fantasy 13. Like it, it gets the fantasy right. It reminds me a lot of Final Fantasy 6 insofar as the setting, the tone, and just the visual style of it. it the core combat looks good enough for me. It's just when you start going to the higher levels, it's it just <laughs> like all right, we're starting to it like it's getting almost it gets almost like to that point where Scalebound got where you're riding the dragon and you're doing all this shit. It's like wait a minute, now what the fuck is going on? First, I'm going through an open world, opening up chests, fighting people. Now I'm in a dragon battle. It's I just don't like those wide swings in what you're doing as a player mm-hmm. like i i guess i prefer games that focus more on their core mechanics and build out content that's relevant to the various ways that you can engage with it on that level but when you start just like even with metal gear when like you're playing and then you're piloting the metal gear and then you're crawling through the the microwave tunnel and then you're on the top having the street fighter battle with ocelot slash liquid snake <laughs> It just it just gets silly at a certain point. So, you know, yeah. I'll I'll keep an eye on it. I hope it does well. I hope it's a completely well-rounded package. I hope that the people that play it truly enjoy it. And the folks that come in new, I hope they get something that reinforces their their curiosity at the same token. I just have my hangups and that's about that. AMC, you got any more you got any quick hits? Nah, that's all I got, A dub. Well, all right, I'm going to just blow through these. Uh, Hideo Kojima says, every day I'm approached by ridiculous offers to buy our studio. Uh, Kojima says that they value their independence and they're not selling out. I have no doubt in my mind that Sony and Microsoft have both made offers to Kojima Productions, but I appreciate Kojima's decision to stick to his guns and and be his own man. He's been under the banner of Konami for most of his career. So it's nice for him to have his freedom as well as increasing his visibility and the desirability for his products. We're seeing a lot of leaks, uh, things. We we got additional actors attached to whatever his next project is. People think Overdose has been leaked. So we'll just see. But something's cooking in that Kojima camp. Uh, Marvel Snap, going back to that, they're going to be getting a PvP mode later this year. Mm-hmm. So, A Dub going to be whooping up on AMC, showing what that that real Snap life is about. No, in reality, in reality, A Dub's probably going to be getting his ass whooped. We'll see, because AMC is pretty crafty, pretty cunning. 
there's some news circulating that Lionsgate is interested in making a major John Wick video game adaptation. Specifically, they want to make a AAA adaptation of John Wick. I'm here for it. AMC, are you here for it? Yeah, I'm here for it, especially because I was so pumped for that previous John Wick game, and apparently yeah. it just did not deliver. Um, so yeah, a, a good representation of John Wick in the video gaming space. I mean, he got uh, Keanu Reeves actually got off to a good start with you know the old Matrix games, mm-hmm. and then you know, you know and then he and then he came out with uh, Cyberpunk, and you know. That wasn't his fault, but you know his name was on it, and so yeah, it'd be good. And then that John Wick game didn't do that well, so yeah, this I want this one to be like the great representation of Keanu Reeves and John Wick. It would be so easy. You don't have to do too much. You really don't. Just open world. You're an assassin. You can have the story and do all the set pieces and all that stuff, but as long as you have an open world where you get jobs and they maybe there are specific jobs you can take as part of side content, but there has to be some underlying system where there's just random jobs that make NPCs into targets and you infiltrate and you do all this shit and you go in the warehouse and you CQC everybody, throw a hatchet, ride a horse. Uh, it, if it just takes all that the movie did and represents that in gameplay with stuff that's just dynamic and emergent, it would be a watershed moment for video games as well as film adaptations to video games. So Lionsgate and whatever developer you choose for this. Oh, wait a minute. Let me see. It would mark the first time the action happened. The full games already created John Wick Hex. Okay. They're just remarking of what's going on. But Lionsgate, whoever's going to be graced with the license to do this, don't do too much. Don't try to just don't try to reinvent the wheel. John Wick already has tons of cool things established. You need to make a combat system that has a wide bevy of melee weapons. Of course, you're going to have have to have rock solid third person shooting mechanics. You're going to have to have a wide range of guns. Oh, man. Could you imagine going to the Continental? And going in with your boy Lance Reddick, just walking through the selections, having that banter. I need something robust. Talk to Danny. <laughs> Talk to Daniels real quick. He gives you a breakdown of the weapons. Gives you gives you a little history. Yeah, gets you in the range that you try stuff. Oh man, like if if they they ha- like the gameplay is one thing, but they have to nail those specific John Wick elements that's going to elevate the experience from just another open world game or just another third person shooter game or just another story movie game to something to something that truly encapsulates that assassin so I'm going to be watching this one very closely and please make sure that you put the money and the time in necessary to get it right and A-Dub is always here if you guys need some consulting, <laughs> anything, 1099, your boy. So, yeah, uh, I really want to, I whatever this is and whatever it ends up being, I really hope it strikes true and is truly something special. Yes, sir. Another quick hit. Naughty Dog has announced a new game, AFC. Uh, it's another version of The Last of Us, AFC. Oh, <laughs> uh, no. Nah. 
This time, it's a tabletop game. Is there random mechanics with it? <laughs> I hope so. That'd be awesome. Uh, the game is going live on Kickstarter November 8th. So if you're into tabletop games, if you're the last of a span, ooh, that actually looks pretty cool. Then you'll be able to back this on Kickstarter starting November 8th. Like I said, it looks pretty cool. They have a black and white image showing the game board, the game pieces, the dice, the cards. Got the Joel and the Ellie card. Looks like there's locations. There are a lot of dice. Do you think there's <laughs> a there's a Neil Druckmann card in the deck? I hope so. <laughs> the most powerful card. Level ten intelligence. <laughs> <laughs> level level ten social justice. <laughs> Let's see. Let's see what people are saying. A tabletop game. Seriously, just got bonus troll of the week. (laughs) A company owned by Sony asking for money on Kickstarter to make a board game. Shameless. Uh, (laughs) Another cash grab from Naughty Dog. Uh. Yikes! That hard up for money. You have to Kickstarter it. Kickstarter, LOL. The kick in the balls is what Sony needs. Uh. <laughs> Another troll by the name of Fail Troll says, I'll hold on for the Last of Us pop-up book. Uh. <laughs> and lastly, in this Last of Us tabletop board game troll says, I'll wait for the remake next year. <laughs> uh. Next year. <laughs> next year. <laughs> Game isn't even out yet. <laughs> exactly. Uh, um, they, they released a remake before the game. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and then for for my last little quick hit, Overwatch Two has removed May. Uh, what? <laughs> you powerful? <laughs> yeah. So let, let me talk. Let me get to this week. Let me get to this week. We're temporarily disabling May to address a bug where her ice wall ability that allows heroes to reach unintended locations. We're working to address these issues as quickly as possible and aim to bring back May in our next upcoming patch, which is set for November 15th. Let me see. The bug allowed May to use her ice wall to get her to locations outside the gameplay boundaries, which frequently resulted in players being able to hide out of sight from opponents and earn easy damage and kills. <laughs> so basically, motherfuckers is cheap. <laughs> they, they get themselves stuck in the dark zone and it yeah. people from the dark zone. Yeah. <laughs> from the quantum realm. Can't yeah. be shot. <laughs> oh man. Talking to Kang in the quantum realm. Well, 60, God, people. 60 kills, no deaths. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> AMC, yeah. how do you feel about this as a May enthusiast? Well, the fact that I didn't know that she was going to the the negative zone, so knowing that that's the case, I guess she did need to be taken out of the game. But um, yeah, I, I'm looking forward to her coming back because there was definitely a period where May was just kicking my ass and everybody's ass on my team. So um, she's uh, she's a, a vital character that I feel is underutilized, and when she comes back, you will feel the pain. Um, so I'm looking forward to seeing that bugless May come back. I'm cold enough to make the seasons change in a freezing rain. Uh, <laughs> uh, old school Eminem, some shady. Uh. He's right. the same. No, I'm not. I just want to shoot up, but I'm mad because I can't find a decent bank. What song is that from? Uh, Bad Meets Evil with Royce the Five Nine. What was that? Uh, okay. 1997, Slim yeah. Shady LP. Think I bought that CD in St. Louis when I was running track. <laughs> 
at the A at the AA, you got my gold and my silver medals. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. Oh man, good times. But AFC, you're out. I'm out. Yes. Well, A Dub, this is Control Issues. I am the AM. So we are Control Issues. That's the point. Sucker.